What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. Sean and I just couldn't get enough of you guys, so we had to do two pods in a row following a Yankees W in the ALDS. They are moving on. We broke down the past series, what we think is going to happen coming up. Broke down the other series going on in baseball. Following that, we talked college football, um, and then after that, we did a little Wednesday NFL on a Tuesday. We made our picks for next week. And we will be back next week. So go Yankees and enjoy the pod. Follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Good. How are you? Yeah. Um, thought we might record last night, but then the Yankees game got rained out. I wasn't too mad about it because it was supposed to go on really late and I didn't want to stay up that late. So I was honestly, now that they've won, I was kind of glad it, it lasted till today. And let me tell you, it was a it was a hell of a game. Nestor Cortez threw an absolute gem. So that's where we're going to start today. Obviously, the news, the Yankees advanced to the ALCS for the first time since 2019. Uh, one quick bone to pick is with MLB. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, MLB is in charge of postponing games or delaying games in the playoffs, not the teams. And uh, they really dropped the ball yesterday, making everybody sit outside, standing, standing out in the rain, waiting for a first pitch. And that just never came. They announced it two and a half hours after the game time was supposed to start. That's just a piss poor job. Yeah, I think they really wanted to do their best to get the game in. Um, As you know, I live probably, I don't know, 20 minutes from Yankee Stadium, and I think they could have got it in last night. I don't really know why they had to call it. If they were going to go to all that effort, I think you need to like 100% know you're going to play that game. If not, call it earlier. That's my opinion, but... I mean, we know that they they don't have rocket scientists making these decisions, so I'm not surprised. No, of course not. It was such a baseball thing to do. But, hey, uh, in any event, the game was played this afternoon, and the Yankees won behind Nestor Cortez, as you said. It was a 5-1 victory. Uh, Cortez went five innings, gave up one run. Stanton, the huge home run in the first, and they were off and running, Tom. Yeah, and I think Cortez could have gone another two if they needed him to. I, I mean, he was just dealing. The only thing that cost him that run was like a drop pop fly. I don't even know. I didn't see what happened. I heard it on the radio, so I don't know what the hell happened, but I know it ended up costing us Aaron Hicks. Um, but, yeah, he was electric. Uh, Wandy was very good towards the end. Um, gave up a couple little base hits, but the bullpen looked great. And we got Tyon going tomorrow. Yeah, I think things broke pretty well. I I would assume the reason they didn't push Cortez was because he was on three days rest. Um, If he was, you know, on regular rest, I'm sure they would have asked him to keep going, especially with the comfortable lead. But hey, it's it's whatever. They're going to need him as quick as they can get him with this quick turnaround with Houston. But I want to kind of dive into the series with you, Tom, because we haven't talked about any of the games. um, You know 
during the course of this series. But I thought after game – or we did talk game one, I'm sorry. But after game one, I thought Boone did a good job. They got game two postponed to Friday. And after they took a 2 nothing lead, the offense did nothing. But, you know, I was shocked at two things. One, I mean, Yankee fans – I mean, there's a reason people hate us. You're booing Judge after after he was started the series 0 for 7 with four strikeouts. You're booing Aaron fucking Judge. Are you kidding me? So that's one. And then two, Jamison Tyon was going to have to pitch at some point out of the bullpen. And your other options were Domingo Herman or Lucas Lickey. And the two blue pits were what did him in. That was after Holmes, Peralta, and Loisaga, the only trusted relievers out there already pitched so listen we're going to take Boone to task because we have to talk about game three but in game two I didn't understand why everybody was screaming and yelling about Boone mismanaging that situation somebody was going to have to come in yeah no not much he he could do there you get it this bullpen is shredded and I mean that's what's going to cost us ultimately this the uh, series against the Astros if we do lose is that the offense doesn't score enough and that the bullpen is just decimated for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's very compromised, and Houston's bullpen is really, really good. But the Yankees just won a series against a team that had a much, much superior bullpen. Um, unfortunately, Houston has a much superior rotation and offense to Cleveland. Um, game three, that was the Boone shit show. It reminded me a lot of Girardi in 2017 in Cleveland, not challenging that hit by pitch. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just kind of lost it. Yeah, he, he looked like he just uh... – I don't know, let go of the wheel there for a second, started uh, hydroplaning off the road, and he just couldn't get control of the car after that. Um, No decisions he made seemed to click in that game. But at the end of the day, it's one game. Um, Hopefully he learned from it. That's, That's really all I can say. Well, that one game ended up being the reason they played a game five because, listen, you got to have better communication with your guys. If, if Holmes says that he's unavailable, if you're saying that Holmes is unavailable to pitch back-to-back games, then you immediately know he's not there and you have to manage the bullpen. It sounded like, to me, Holmes thought he was available. Boone said he wasn't, and you end up having to bring in Clark Schmidt to get two outs without giving up a run. Yeah, he's not a major uh, league pitcher. He's not a major league pitcher, especially in that situation. It was a shit show from the beginning, and I really think if they lost this series, Boone's head was on a swivel because that's just unforgivable. You're giving a team you're vastly superior than a, a free game. Yeah, I thought – I was shocked Holmes wasn't available either. Um, I mean, I do fault Boone for the bad decision-making in that game, but I also – this bullpen is just completely murdered. It is, but that's all the more reason why you have to manage that game better. If you know he's not available, why are you letting Lou Trevino only face only throw seven pitches? Why are you letting Loisaga only get one out? You know, those are things you can't do in situations like that if you know Holmes isn't going to pitch. This is the playoffs. You can't pitch it like it's game 140. Um, and you also can't pitch it like you have a, a five-run lead. No, because after losing that game, you're down two games to one in an elimination and, and heading into game four. I mean, listen, man, I, I'm not going to listen to any Cole slander. Uh, he, he went out in an elimination game and absolutely shoved seven innings, two runs. Harrison Bader with the home run. The Yankees tacked on a few more, and uh, they were heading home for a game five. That was That was just a money performance with a really compromised bullpen three days in a row. He's been excellent. I hope he shut up all his critics this playoffs. Um, 
I mean, listen, he's going to give up the solo shot, but if you lose on a solo shot, then you really didn't deserve to win at the end of the day. So that's how I feel Thir- about Cole. He's 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 the ace. 13 in the third innings pitched, three runs in this series. He was absolutely money. Now, listen, if he throws a bad game against Houston, everybody's going to say he sucks, but that's because that's what Yankee fans do. And then, obviously, we talked about today, Tom Stanton's home run off and running not breaking into any of those, oh, well, they got postponed. They're off to a slow start. They don't know what's going on. Now, the stadium apparently was rocking. I was at work. I couldn't watch it. But once that home run was hit against Savali, I'm surprised Cleveland didn't start Bieber. I don't know how you feel, but once it was Savali, I'm like, we got to win this game. I was surprised as well, but once I saw his name come up, I was very excited. I was giddy, and once I saw that Nestor was pitching on our side, I was even giddier. I knew we were going to win this game. I went to Tommy's in the Bronx and had a slice, which I do for every big Yankees game um, of recent. It's probably the best pizza place, possibly in all of New York, but definitely the Bronx. I had to do it, and I will be frequenting that place every big game we need. I'm not going to waste it. I'm not going to waste it on a game one. But any elimination games, I will be heading over to Tommy's to get a slice right by the Throg's Neck Bridge there. That was huge for me. And by a slice, yeah, I bought a pie. Everybody fuck off. <laughs> listen, you're a hungry man. Why Why would you go for just a slice? Take, take a pie home with you. But listen, man, that's, that's a hell of a game. Uh, question, will you find your way to any of these ALCS games? No. I'd rather uh, sit on my couch and enjoy it. It's cold. Good. Yeah, it's probably pretty chilly up there. Uh, great win though, and I'm not going to celebrate this too much. Listen, I, I, it beats the it beats the obviously the you opposite. You can't celebrate we lose this we series, but they're the better team. Yeah, we should have beat this team through and through. Shouldn't have gone five. It went five. At the end of the day, we got the win, and we got bigger things and more worrisome things ahead because Houston's had our number, cheating or not, since God, what was it, 2017. 2015 if you want to go back to that wild card game. Yeah, even earlier. So we need to kind of uh, slay the dragon here if we want to go to the World Series. So, I mean, it's all in front of us. I think Houston's going to win the series. I hate to say it. I'm rooting for the Yankees. Um, every, I think everybody thinks Houston's going to win the uh, series. You're rooting but, for the Yankees, huh? Uh, yeah, obviously I'm rooting for the Yankees, <laughs> but... I think everybody thinks that the Yankees um, are going to lose this series, but they get, they still got to play the games, which gives me just a smidgen of hope, of course. I'm going to make one comp for you, and I'm going to see if you are in alignment with me. Remember the Yankee struggles against the Angels in the early 2000s? 2002, lost in the wild card. 2005, lost in the wild card. They could never beat them in the regular season. 2009 comes. You think it's going to be different? The Yankees get their dicks kicked in the regular season by Anaheim and then they end up slaying the Dragon in six games that year. I'm hoping for a repeat this year because they're due against Houston. Sure, but I felt a lot better about that team than I do this one. Especially oh, the bullpen, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't I don't see it happening, man. Um, I'm, I'm setting myself up to be ready for a loss. I'm not going to predict the Yankees win the series because it'd be stupid to do so. I'm just looking for that one where it's like grasping at straws here, which I get. I remember being a fan that year, and even with how good that Yankee team was, as they were for fucking Angels, we never beat the Angels. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, the the we'll just recap the division series because they were pretty interesting. Houston, I mean, they played four games because they played 18 innings in Game Three and won one nothing. 
And I'm just so jealous of this team, man. Seriously. I mean, they do everything right from locking up most of their stars to bringing up top end players like a Jeremy Pena. Jordan Alvarez is fucking God. And then that pitching staff from starters to relievers is just insane. They have a, they're better. I think they're better than the Yankees in every single facet of the game. I agree with you. So that's all that has to be said there. And and again, we I, I comped it to the 2000 and what, whatever year that was, Cavaliers, when J.R. Smith didn't call the timeout. The only chance the Mariners had of winning is if they won that that first game and then when Alvarez hit that walk-off home run, the wind was just completely ripped from their sails. I know that they did go uh, whatever it was, fucking 18 innings, but uh, that series was over regardless, even if they won that game. Houston's a wagon. I think they're definitely the favorite to win the World Series. Um, Mattress Max would be happy. But, listen, we got to have a little hope, right? I'm hoping I can make my way down to Tommy's at least once. Make it worth it. You better keep whatever streak you can. I'm going to let you decide what days you go. Streaks in my fucking draws from this Tommy's Pizza. (laughs) Anything that you need to do to your body, and if it's eating pizza, you could do a lot worse. So... There, I, I need you to. I need you to hold up your end of the bargain. Um, moving to the National League because that's where the real craziness occurred. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, Tom, where do we want to start? I mean, the Braves, the defending world champs, 101 wins, NL East champs. Well, they played a team they're very familiar with in Philadelphia. I mean, their offense just went nuts in this series. Three yeah. games to one. It wasn't close. Yeah, their offense has completely come to life with the comeback of Harper. Hoskins has decided to wake up along with a little bit of Castellanos. Um, I mean, it's it's not just you know Harper and 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 nobody else. It's they've got a really good squad out there. Their lineup is very scary, and and the firing of Girardi seemed to have awoken this team. They've been pretty good since they got rid of him. I didn't think it was really going to matter. I thought they were destined to finish, you know, at the bottom of that division, way outside the wild card. But they've turned it up. Schwarber is just—he seems to get a big home run every time you need it. Um, and I, I think this team's destined to go to the World Series. I think they're winning wow. big time. Yeah, I think they're winning big time against San Diego right now. Okay. Are they not? One, I saw it one nothing last last check, but maybe I haven't checked in a long time. Well, Harper uh, went yard, and then I think I saw that Schwarber went yard as well. All right, then. Well, you're more up to date than I am. Um, yeah, dude, that that was that was crazy for me because I mean I just felt like Atlanta was even better than the team that was last year. But you're getting this really hot Philly team. You know, they go into St. Louis, they win both those games. And then, you know, I do think it was really interesting where the Yankees and Guardians were the only series there where there wasn't a division first of the same division opponent. And, you know, these teams know each other really fucking well. You can kind of it's kind of like in football where you have those wild card games or those playoff games against the team that you already played twice. Like there's not really any secrets there. Yeah, no, they they these teams see each other more than any others. The Phillies are winning two nothing. It's a bad sign for America though because um, I saw a stat. I don't even know if it's a stat what you call it, but every year that the Phillies have won, whether it be in the early nineteen hundreds, mid nineteen eighties, or two thousand and eight, after they won the their World Series title, the country went into some sort of a recession. So that's not good. Oh. So we're going to be well, rooting right, heavy let's... for for whatever AL team makes it. Or go Padres. 
Well, yeah, go Padres in the meantime. It looks like they're going to lose this game unless they can turn the bats on. Um, but, yeah, I'm rooting for the Padres just because we, we've we had many. I mean, 2008, look at that one alone. Yeah, yeah, 2008, that's still a little too close uh, for my liking. So, yeah, hey, if, you know, it's like those years where it's like, you know, good things happen when a certain team wins. Well, the opposite is with Philly, and, of course, it's Philly. Nobody wants to see Philly win. Um but, yeah, that was a crazy series, and then you move over to – I think it's the biggest upset, and I think it's the biggest choke job that that's not getting enough attention. We talked about how awful it would have been for the Yankees to lose to the Guardians, and that it would have been. But the Dodgers won 111 games. They had the best run differential of any team since 1934. And they didn't – win more than one game in this series against the San Diego team that listen I know San Diego is really fucking good and they have more talent than that 89 wins they went into the city field and cleaned out the Mets but I mean dude this is of all those failures in October the Dodgers have had I think this is probably up there as the worst I think Dave Roberts should be fired honestly it's it's so Something's got to change, but, and you're not going to yeah. get rid of players. But moves need to be made, man. I mean, the you know the best the best you can give us is a bubble championship, or or not a that was that was the Lakers, but you know what I mean, a COVID championship with this it's team. My bubble because it was in Texas with the run, yeah with the run that you've with the run that you've been making since what like 2015. This is the best you can give us. Before then, like, oh, well, Dave Roberts, yeah, like 2015. But even going back to Mattingly, this has been like since 2012 that they've been choke artists. Yeah, no, it, it it's embarrassing. It really is. I, I think it's I think it's the worst first round loss of any great team that I can remember. There have been some really good ones, but uh, I just given the historical context of the success of this team, I, I don't know how it's even close. Good for the Padres. Again, they know these teams though. Like I think they were, I think the Dodgers were 14 and five against the Padres in the regular season. But again, you throw the regular season out when you know a team that well. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. So I have a Phillies Houston world series. What about you? Padres Houston. Padres Houston for you. Okay, so you're rooting for the no recession, as am I, but I'm, I'm just saying what I think is going to happen. Um, all right, let's move on to some college football. It was a disappointing weekend for us, but also a fun one. That game was an – I mean, every time it seems like you look back at the Texas A&M game, you look back at the Auburn game in the uh, Iron Bowl a couple of years ago, every time Alabama loses, it seems to be – an incredible fashion in the regular season and a game for the ages. Tennessee walks them off and they take the full field goal post downtown to party with it. Oh, dude, it was a sick image. I mean, obviously I was pissed and very upset that they lost, but Tennessee was the better team the entire day. It was only because Bryce Young is so fucking good. that Can't this, shit that on Bryce Young. Have, no, you can't. I mean, he put up 49 points. But he was the poised, defense yep. was chasing. Yeah, defense was chasing all day. And on top of that, too, like they're they had 17 penalties. That is so uncharacteristic of a Nick Saban team. And you're gonna you're just gonna have a hard time winning that way. And I told you, Tennessee is legit. They are really good. Hooker, the the quarterback, is an absolute stud. And I wasn't really shocked that they won this game. Of course, I was thinking there is Bama's coming back. I'm like, they're gonna it's Bama. They're gonna end up winning this game. But man, what a scene there, Rocky Top. Yeah, no. A lot of fun. Uh, 
Does Tennessee have a real chance? I, I think they do. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, especially if they beat Georgia, they're in the SEC championship game. I know. That's what makes it tough being in that SEC East. I mean, with Alabama on your schedule, and then you got to get through Georgia. They've got the deck stacked against them, but we'll have to see. I mean, quarterback looks pretty good. I know I told you they got the best quarterback prospect apparently in a long time coming in next year, but this one looks pretty good. they got a lot of talent in the skill positions, and their defense is pretty good as well. Yeah, it is, and I throw away you know, a, a bad defensive performance against Bryce Young in Alabama. Uh, their defense has been awesome yeah. all year. So. Absolutely. Michigan beats Penn State 41-17. to Any hopes of Penn State making any noise were kind of crushed. I thought Michigan looked really good. Yeah, they did. This game was really close at the half, but Michigan, they've been a really good second-half team this year. Remember, they were tied 10-10 with Indiana the week before and put up 21, uh, 21 points in the second half and won convincingly. Uh, yeah, for Penn State, man, I mean, this kind of felt inevitable, didn't it? Like, Penn State, they're really, really good. You don't want to take anything away from them, but they're not in that class with, obviously, Ohio State and now what Michigan's been over the last couple of years. Yeah, no, they're definitely not. Clemson beats Florida State. Not much to stay here except for the fact that it was a closer game than we thought. And Clemson's defense looks good, so has looked good so far. Their offense has been more of the question, but they almost lost the game to Florida State here. Yeah, that's not a game you want to lose. Florida State's been a little bit better this year. Like They've been in a lot of competitive games, although they haven't won them. And that's why I felt this is, this was a notable, you know, this was a notable game because, yeah, Clemson stays at five and whatever in the ACC, but – you know, they're not, they didn't blow this team out. And the way Florida State's been over the last few years, you kind of thought that game would be over quick. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that game at all. Next game, Ole Miss beats Auburn. Auburn's always a tough team to beat, especially because where, where was this? In Auburn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, Auburn's always a tough team to beat, even if they're up and down. Big win for Lane. Big win for Lane. They're number seven in the country, man. They're a really good team. Jackson Dart is playing a great quarterback. Remember how good Matt Corral was last year for him. So they're, Lane Kiffin knows what he's doing on offense. They're putting up a lot of points in this conference. Uh, and now, right, you know, with Alabama having its first loss, and they're they're right there in the SEC West, amazingly. Oh, yeah. they It's them, and I, I think Alabama's still got a chance to get in as long as they win the SEC championship game. Um, moving on to the next team, TCU beats Oklahoma State in an absolute thriller, 40-43 to in overtime. Um, TCU's the real deal. They can play defense. I know Oklahoma State put it on them pretty good, but they have a good defense and they have an electric offense. Unbelievable comeback, man. They were down, they were down two touchdowns oh, yeah. late in this game. What an unbelievable win for TCU. I'm telling you, dude, the, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are really sh- are really shattering some narratives this year. I mean, they, there are some awesome, awesome teams in these conferences. Absolutely. Utah beats my USC, my kind of USC yeah. Trojans, 43-42. Caleb Williams needs to come back better than that. I mean, I thought Caleb Williams was fucking incredible in this game. He was, but... Just not enough. Utah does a little bit more. Um, I mean, this game had me scratching my head how they lost yeah, this game. Yeah, USC's defense was god awful. I yeah, mean, I know. It was as simple as that. And listen, too yeah, many Utah, chunk plays. Too many chunk plays. Yeah, that's the thing. Utah can move the ball and they can put up points in a hurry. I just figured that USC would be able to hold on. You know, when you score 42 points, just like Alabama scoring 49, you're like, you should win 
a lot of times that you put up that amount of points. But hey, good win for Utah. This this Pac-12 is this stacked, man. We'll look ahead to Week Eight very soon, and then finally Syracuse beat NC State, so they're holding tight right there in the ACC with uh, with with uh, Clemson rather holding it down for New York football, huh? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They set the tone this weekend, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and the Jets and the Giants followed it up, and the Bills. Um, yeah. All right, next week, looking ahead, Iowa going to Ohio State in the horseshoe. That's a, that's Ohio State's going to claim number one this week, I think, if they if they blow them off, pull the doors off them. Yeah, they should win this game very convincingly. Syracuse going to Clemson. I think Clemson. Clemson, this is a game where if they want any chance of sneaking into that four spot, they need to blow Syracuse out. I agree with you. That's why I was really excited to put Syracuse in there for their last win. I mean, they beat NC State 24-9. Their defense is playing really high level of football right now. And Clemson didn't have the most convincing win against Florida State, even though they put up 34 points. So I think this could be a really fun game. I mean, listen, if Syracuse goes out there and takes advantage of a weakened Clemson defense and puts up, you know, 14 nothing, this this game could get really interesting. Clemson's got to go out there and score early. I agree with you. I'm going to be glued to this game because this is the most fun this is the most fun game in the ACC in a long time. Oh yeah. Mississippi State going to Alabama. Man, I'd hate to be Mississippi State right now. <laughs> I would too, but you know this team puts up a fuck ton of points. We well, know you know that that's crazy. my boy. I know Mike Leach, man, the madman that he is. But you know, the, I think they can put up some serious points against Alabama. I think Alabama will win. I don't think it's going to be necessarily close, but I could see Mississippi State putting up like twenty-four points on Bama, and Bama putting up like 38, 40. Yep. Kansas State going to TCU. TCU is going to make another statement this week. I got a feeling. No upset for you? No, no. TCU is too good of a coach team to to let this one slide, especially against a ranked opponent. Yeah, I have to agree. Although Kansas State, they're very frisky, man. I I, I don't know. If, I don't think this is going to be a runaway, but I do I do like TCU at home. Next game we got up, Ole Miss, and the only reason why I think you put this on here and it makes it interesting is because LSU in the swamp is LSU in the swamp. Well, and you know they're. They're a talented team despite not being ranked, and this is a huge game for Ole Miss because if they win this game, you know, you're talking about a team that probably should be jumping Alabama. Yeah, no, they absolutely – I think they can. I think they can. Uh, Will's Kansas team looks like it lost its ranking. Oh, they got got waxed by Oklahoma. I know. Lost by 10. Tough yeah. scene, back-to-back losses, you're going to lose your ranking and any chances at a Big 12 championship. Yep, yeah, they're they're out. Hey, it was fun while it lasted, and they're still playing competitive football. Why not? Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll get a nice ball game. Oh, yeah, as long as they don't fall apart, they'll be, they'll be all right. Yeah, they'll be above 500. I'm pretty confident in that. All right, UCLA at Oregon, probably a late-night game. This will be a good one. This is going to be really fun, man. This is going to be really fun. You've got um, – Obviously, Utah ranked 15. You got USC at 12. So now you got 9 versus 10 in Eugene. What's your prediction for this game? Oregon's going to win. I think Oregon will get the dub just being at home. It's a crazy atmosphere out there. I'm going to agree with you. I think it's going to be close, but give me Oregon. And then the last one, we got Texas ranked 20 at Oklahoma State. Does Oklahoma State get up off the mat after that heart-wrenching loss and, and beat up on Texas? 
The, uh, Texas is a tough team, man. I, I don't think they're a great team, but they're a tough team with yours. I was at the game Saturday against Iowa State, and I really thought they could have lost that game. I, I really did. And Iowa State's not, not very good offensively, but – yeah, they are a pesky team. That's the thing. Texas, I feel like, is notorious for playing down to competition recently. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Like, Ewers is just capable of making plays when you need him to make plays, which their other quarterbacks of late have not been. You know, even Ellinger, when he was, you know, when he was there, you didn't feel like he was going to be able to take over a game. Ewers can take over a game. But I still like Oklahoma State in this game. Me too, especially because it's at home again. I feel like home field matters a lot more in college football than it does in the NFL. The NFL makes no sense to me, and we're going to segue into that. Um, Sean, this year, honestly, the NFL is my third favorite sport. I'm, I'm kind of over it, as I said on uh, yesterday's pod. I really am. It just makes no fucking sense, and there's a lot, a lot of shit football. I watched almost every snap of the Chargers game yesterday, and that was really tough to watch. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Jets beat the Packers, though. Talk about a team that is fun to watch. This defense is electric. Breeze, every pick they made this year seems to be a good pick. Sauce, shutting it down. Breeze, running all over them. Um, and, and, the, and the Packers just, outside of Lazard, there's no offensive weapons. The running backs are very easily shut down when wide receivers can't catch footballs. Um, the only thing that concerns me about the Jets is Zach Wilson was 8 for 10 for 110 yards. Um the jury is very much still out on him. I'm I'm concerned. Panic button's not being smashed, but I am concerned. Well, being a fan of a team with a quarterback that's just asked to manage games, you know, what I'm looking for in games like that from your young quarterback is just not to fuck it up when you're clearly outclassing the opponent in every other facet of the game, Tom. And that's what Wilson did. He didn't he wasn't asked to put up big numbers. This is the whole Jimmy G thing that people freak out about. Yeah, he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. or maybe, And Wilson's certainly not there yet. He could be. He's only in his second year. I don't think he's even started 16 games yet. But you go on the road, and you're relying on your defense and your running game. Why go away from that if that's what's winning you this game? Tom, they didn't just beat Green Bay. They beat the living souls and shit out of them. Yeah, that's the only thing that's my saving grace is the fact that it's like, just don't fuck up. We're going to keep it simple. Um you know, and you say, yeah, the Jimmy G wins games and whatnot. I, I want to see a quarterback that can win Super Bowls, but that, in due time, in due time, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's all determined on how the game's playing. You know, I'm sure if they needed to get into a track meet, they were going to, you might have been able to see him turn it loose and make some big throws, but they never had to just protect the ball and drain clock. I think, Tom, when we're watching the development, not to get you too excited and try to try to keep seated here but i think we're watching the development of in relatively short in a short amount of time two three years we're going to look back on this 2022 new york jets draft class and say that was what got them started to become a perennial real like legitimate playoff contender god i hope so stars all over this field from this rookie class. No doubt. They didn't make a single bad pick. And you have other good young players. Obviously, the quarterback's going to matter the most, but you also brought in some veteran leadership. I mean, Quinn Williams, who was the number three overall pick or number four, whatever it was, in 2019, he's been awesome. 
So, like, you have to feel great. And ever since Robert Sala said he's taking receipts, what's a better receipt than going in and beating the shit out of Green Bay in Lambeau? No doubt, no doubt. And I got a lot of people in my life that are doubting the Jets, and I'm like, listen, we're 4-2. and two. You guys can fuck off. Tom, you're 4-2. and two, and I don't, have three road wins already. I got to say, I don't, I don't even know how to feel about this. I don't know if I should feel happy or whatnot, just because I don't know what it's like. I, I, when was the last time the Jets were good? I mean, they had those two Mark Sanchez years. I don't remember what was that, 2010 and 2011, something like that. Oh nine and ten, yeah. Oh nine and ten when they went to the when they went to the AFC Championship game, but you knew they weren't going to win those games. So I, I just don't even know what it feels like to be good. It's like, is am I supposed to be happy? Is this? It's, I, I might have to call up a Chiefs fan or something and have them explain what it feels like to win. Well, you know, it's it's also funny because it's based off circumstance. Because what was it that 2015 season where you couldn't quite close the deal in Week 17? That Fitzpatrick, Brandon Marshall year. Yeah, but when again, he threw the pick being, to end the season to the Bills, I but remember. That, but that was being done with a journeyman quarterback and Brandon Marshall, who had a great year, but his years were behind, his best years were behind him. You're doing this now with what you believe is going to be your franchise quarterback. An un- and a really talented young core that you drafted. So, like, it, the feeling is a little bit different than it was la- last time the Jets were good. No, no doubt, because, I mean, like you said, we got this brand-new draft class, and it seems like the future ahead is very bright. Uh, another bright future is the New York Giants and the greatest head coach of all time, Let's go. Brian Dable. Um, this team, I mean, they are so talentless but they figure out a way to get the job done i'm i'm honestly just i can't believe it you said you can't believe it i can't believe it i mean they're down 20 to 10 they can't stop mark andrews they can't stop Kenyon drake and i'm like oh fucking a man like they're gonna lose but it's fine it's the ravens and they come back and i'm telling you this right now I'm not proclaiming any Hall of Fame. I'm not proclaiming any MVP. I'm not proclaiming any of that shit. But Daniel Jones has single-handedly won the Giants the last two games. He has gone down the field and scored when it's mattered most. And I know Saquon's putting up unbelievable numbers, but he really wasn't doing anything until later in that game. The defense obviously made plays, especially that last interception and then the fumble. Thank you, Kayvon Thibodeau. You're starting to see this Giants draft class. Evan Neal was unbelievable in pass protection. Thibodeau tight end was good, too. Big game. And the tight end, Bellinger. But, Tom, Daniel Jones, there's no kid gloves anymore. And he had to overcome a couple of drops again because guys like Slayton – and and fucking uh, David Sills were dropping passes, but it, when it mattered, man, he was just, he's just going he's going five for five to to go down the field and score to to match Baltimore. Like he's winning them games. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, he's playing himself in whether or, whether or not this is good for the Giants. He's playing himself into a new contract if he keeps this up. I think it's absolutely good. I'm not, and he's not going to get you know thirty million a year. But you're looking at possibly two year deal for you know twenty five million, something like that. Not not per twenty five million total, but like again, you're starting to see they're not just treating him with hit gloves anymore. Brian Dable is asking him to go down the field and win them games, and he's doing it. Not to mention, obviously, Wink Martindale's defense sealing the deal. It is so nice, dude. Over the last couple of years, any time the Giants had a lead, I knew it was short-lived because there was not a sliver of a doubt 
that the other team was going to go down the field and score. It was just a matter of how fast were they going to do it. This year, I actually have belief that the Giants are going to get stops, and so far, that's exactly what they've done. It's been awesome to watch. No doubt. It, it's it's really exciting. I mean, New York football between the Bills, Jets, and the Giants, real New York football, Jets and the Giants, real Jersey football. Um, it, it's, it's better than it's been in a decade, what it feels like. I just want to make this point, too, to talk about why you hate the NFL. Baltimore has three losses. They've trailed for a total of 11 minutes in all three of those losses. Baltimore can't close, man. First of all, they got a terrible defense. Um, and I, I don't understand why they don't have a running game where they have seemingly the the greatest running quarterback of all time, but they do not have a running game and they can't chew clock. They didn't throw to any receivers. It was Mark Andrews the entire well, game. Well, yeah, Bateman got – they don't have any receivers. Bateman got hurt. I mean, they just signed Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, what year is this? <laughs> I know, right? The guy's 35, and he's a speedster. It's not like he's a Anquan Bolden type where it's just stand there and get open. So uh, they are desperate. I'm shocked that they didn't trade for somebody on the Panthers. Yeah, and they still could, but, man, I, I was shocked that the Giants won. Obviously, you forked, but I'm watching that game, and I'm like, I just don't know why Baltimore doesn't just kill everybody. Because when they are firing on all cylinders and Lamar is breaking those runs and Andrews is getting open, I'm like, nobody can stop this fucking team. Yeah, no, I, 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 it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, they play the Jets this week, right? Who's that, the, the Ravens? I believe uh, the Baltimore. Who plays the Jets? No, this you, week? Opened, you opened against the Ravens. You're playing Denver. Yes, we are playing Denver. I forgot. I was I was thinking, oh, who am I going to take? I remember who I took now. Fucking trash-ass Denver. Terrible. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about another trash game right now, Thursday night. <laughs> Glad I didn't watch I didn't watch too much of this game. Um, Commanders, Washington football team. Fuck the Commanders. Beat the Bears 12-7. Um, I mean, what is going on with the fucking primetime games this year? Can the NFL get the, get the schedule right? I mean... Bury these games at 1 o'clock and if not 4 o'clock on Sunday where I can watch something else. Don't give me just this. Don't give me just the Chargers, the injury-murdered Chargers and the Broncos on Monday night. And and can we ban the Broncos from prime time? I swear to God, every game ha- this year for them has been in prime time. Yeah, four out of the f- or five out of the six, I think. But, you know, they obviously make this schedule way in advance. And you're thinking, oh, Justin Fields, year two, new oh, head coach. They got Carson the, what Myers. do they call that, the flex? Flex. Well, they have to, they should not, there should There should be a rule where you can flex more than just late in the season because nobody wanted to watch this fucking game. I sure as shit didn't, but I, I held in there for a tiny bit, and here's what I took out of this game. Both teams suck, obviously. That's, that's obvious. But Tom, Justin Fields, I know we're going to say he doesn't have a lot of talent, and that's true. He doesn't have any help from his offensive line, and that's true. He's not very good. He, he was he was not throwing to wide-open guys. He missed a easy touchdown pass in the corner of the end zone on a busted defensive play by Washington. He just simply overthrew the guy by, like, five yards. It, and it was one of those little, like, play-action guy gets open into the flat, and he just airmailed him. I don't get it. I'm sure he's probably, you know, seeing ghosts, quote-unquote, like, like your old baby boy. But – he doesn't have any help and support, so I feel for him there. But he also just might not be very good. 
Yeah, I don't really blame him for not giving him any talent because he sucks. Uh, the commanders suck. I don't know. First coach fired. Well, first coach already was fired. Next coach fired. We got a little competition in Arizona versus. Four to six weeks too. Might be a good thing. Might be a good thing. Taylor Heineke, baby. Yeah. Time. It's time again. I mean, he gave Brady a run for his money last year or two years ago, whenever that was. Yeah, he did. He's played well for them. Yeah. All right. Colts beat the Jaguars 34 to 27. Colts are what three two and one, so they're they've got to be close to a top their division. Yeah, they're right. They're right there. Um, this was another division win, so good on them. Uh, yeah, I mean the Jaguars are an interesting team to me, man. I feel like they're just good enough to lose some of these games, but at least they put up some points. And you know, contrast to last week. Yeah, I just. Lawrence still doesn't make enough plays for me, but I know he's going to be good at some point in his career. Yeah, and, and you know their their defense isn't anything special, but they're a competitive team. I mean, that, I like I put them kind of in that Lions category where it's like they're not going to be they're not going to get killed in many games. They're going to hang around. Um, and Matt Ryan, you know, sneaky good performance after that dog shit Thursday night game. Oh yeah, he he turned up turned it up a little bit. Finally decided that. Michael Pittman was the only guy worthy of throwing to. And, I mean, their their running backs were very Niners-esque. No matter who you stick in there, they're going to do well. Yeah, well, that offensive line is awesome. So, Patriots kill the Browns 38-15. to This reminds me of the early 2000s Patriots where Brady wasn't Brady at that time, and he just grinded, didn't make mistakes, knew everything, studied everything, and Zappi seems to be doing that, and this defense is flying around. Seems like they finally have a couple of good draft picks, and they're just rel- they're, they're leaning on the running game, and, and it's working out for them. Good job by Belichick. We talked about this last week, how it feels like this is such a Belichick team. He, like, he really enjoys coaching this team. Obviously, every week that passes and they win, it, it, it you know looks more evident, but I think we have a real quarterback. I'm not going to say controversy because it's not like, you know, you're dealing with a, a superstar here, but I think we are looking at a little bit of like a, I don't know, like make quarterback makeover. Like Bailey Zappi has been really good and he's not fucking up. And Matt Jones really hasn't played well since what the end of the first half last year. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that it's a shoe in that he's just going to walk back when he's healthy and get this job back. Well, if anybody's going to start the guy that he thinks gives him the best chance to win, it's Bill Belichick. And I think you can call it a mini controversy. I mean, Mac Jones won the starting job over Cam Newton last year, and he made the Pro Bowl. So, I mean, it will be interesting to see who Belichick decides to go with when when that time comes. Um, I think that they were trying to open up the playbook a little bit more for um, Mac Jones and Zappy, they they locked it up, and he's just being a a very very good game manager right now. And a little a smidgy smidgy little bit of credit goes to uh, Matty Peepy doing a good job as an offensive coordinator now. I know I, it, this team's actually looked really solid. Um, actually, you know what? No, I take that credit back. I take the credit back. I give all credit to Bill Belichick. Fuck you, Matty Peepy. Yeah, and I was gonna say, do not give a shred of 
of uh, credit to my old boy Joe Judge, who's also back there uh, where he belongs. But um, you know, Tom, I was going to say is like Ramondre Stevenson. You know, he's a beast, and this recipe is there for this team to win games because in this very weird AFC and very weird NFL. The Patriots have the recipe to go win some of these games. They're not going to do it uber impressively, probably, although their last two wins have been really impressive. They shut out the Lions, and then they did this. Yeah, I need somebody that has a lot of analytics and stats to back it up, um, and that's also a lot smarter than me to explain why the NFL just completely sucks this year. Well, you know, you have just teams. I mean, we we didn't spend any time really on the Packers or much time on the Ravens way because we were – glowing in the Giants and Jets success but the Packers straight up just might not be very good Rodgers I guess has hinted that he is going to retire at the end of the year even though he signed that deal and then you've got the Ravens who they're frustrating as hell despite their talent you're going up and down the line here I'm like commanders and bears both suck we know that the Colts are Jekyll and Hyde if you told me they put up 10 points I believe you if you told me they put up 30 I got you same with Jacksonville they're competitive in a lot of games but just bad just good enough to lose and then you've got this Patriots team the Browns the, the Browns have won some weird games like it's just it's a weird fucking league thank you for that Sean I really needed that it's a weird fucking league hashtag analysis there it is. All right. Um, Bengals Saints, two other teams that are really weird. Uh, Bengals win this game in the Superdome. Obviously, a lot of previous success there uh, from the 2019 uh, National Championship. But, you know, the Saints hang in there. But finally, Jamar Chase made a play that uh, ended up winning the Bengals this game. Yeah, if you don't remember last year, Jamar Chase off to a slow start. And then he just took off with a game like this and just kept it rolling. Um I mean, I picked the Bengals to win the division. I don't know if they're going to do that, but I think when you look up at the end of the year, they're going to be just fine. They're in that next tier of AFC teams. You know, obviously after AFC Kansas sucks City. so bad anyways, you know? Yeah, it's Kansas City and Buffalo. I mean, that's that's it. But they're in that next tier where I'm like, yeah, win a couple games and you could convince me that they could go on a run. Shit, they did it last year. Yep. Saints, I mean, they're obviously not healthy. They didn't have Alave. They didn't have Winston. Uh, they're missing a few key defensive players. But I don't know. This team, again, another team that I need a nice explanation for. They're fine. That's how I would say. Whether it's Winston or Dalton, I'm just going to say they're fine. Yeah. Um, a game that I that I might need explained more than any other game. The Steelers beat the Bucks. 20 to 18. And listen, you could tell me whatever you want about the Buccaneers, Sean, that uh, their offensive line is in shambles, that their wide receiver corpse is still um, r- rounding into form due to injuries from last year. Their defense is a little bit injured. I, I, what You can give me any reason you want, but from what I've seen before this week from the Steelers, I, I don't care. I can't believe this. No, because it's it's actually unbelievable, and I use that word literally. Um, Pittsburgh's been god-awful, and Pickett gets hurt in this game, and then Trubisky comes in and throws two touchdown passes. Like, I, Listen, I'm going to say this, and I know I'm not the first. And it's been mentioned before on a couple of different outlets and podcasts that we like, but you know, Tom Brady was, once the, was forever the ultimate teammate, right? Even when he... he started with Giselle and got married to her and was 
winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl. He's always been that ultimate teammate. The dude takes off Wednesdays. I know he's got a lot of personal shit going on with the divorce and all that, but he goes to Robert Kraft's wedding, who, by the way, I cannot believe got married. And <laughs> Why? Why would yeah, you? That's a bigger story. Why would you? I, I don't understand why he's getting married. Just just go have fun. You don't need to, you don't need to put a ring on it. Um, That's what I'm saying with that kind of bread. I mean, listen, Michaela, yeah. I love you. I can't wait to marry you. You want to spend the rest of my life with you, whatever. But, I mean, crap, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> whatever. I want to, yeah, that sounded really that sounded <laughs> real nice. Um, but, yeah, Robert Kraft, come on. But, anyway, and Brady, what are you doing going to your old owner's wedding two days before game day? I mean, last time I checked, the Buccaneers are not winning every game by 30 points and in first place in the NFC. Tom, this team just like the Packers, might not be all that good because they've won the games that they have won. Remember last week they got completely bailed out by the refs and that phantom roughing the passer. They got blown out by Kansas City. They held on by the skin of their ass to beat Green Bay in week three. And they, you know, they're, they're not playing a really great brand of football right now. No, they are not. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's I think – one year, one year. I was playing golf with somebody. He was like, "One year too long for Brady." It's crazy to say. It's just like, had he just kept that retirement going, he would have been. He wouldn't have been having this shit year, and he probably would have held on to Giselle as well. Because I think this that has a major role in in this divorce. I, I think that is the reason. I think that is the reason. Well, good for her. You know, sometimes you have to put your foot down and say that's enough is enough. I mean, you're choosing to play with this team that you don't even really seem to like, and you're struggling, and that, and you're you're wedding that supersede your marriage. Like, come on, man. Uh, as for Pittsburgh, I don't buy into this win. Congrats, it's another fluky win and another fluky year in this league. But hey, they got the dub, and at least they, at least Pittsburgh fans can feel good for one week. And I'm sure beating Brady, even though it's nothing close to what that Steelers Patriots rivalry was, it's got to always feel good too. Oh, yeah. Um, Falcons beat the Niners. This game broke my spirit, um, and I am done betting on the NFL. I might say that like five more times this year, but as of now, I am done betting on the NFL. Um, I just thought that the Falcons had faced bullshit defenses, and a real defense was coming in to, uh, to take it to them, and I was very much wrong. And Jimmy G sucked, by the way. Oh, he was awful in this game. Atlanta, could they be actually good? They they very well could be. They they might be that team that we were looking for. You know, they put up points. They're a fun team to watch. Mariota is actually really playing well. Um, Kyle Pitts scored a touchdown, which I'm sure brought happy tears to every uh, fantasy owner's eyes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, listen, they're, they're a fun team, and we know – San Francisco is capable of these games. If they get into a track meet, they're probably not going to win. Um, and this was a bad Jimmy G game. Uh, his next game, he might be good. I mean, this is the Jekyll and Hyde that you live with Jimmy G. But really solid win for Atlanta. They actually, I, I might be buying some stock. You, you know how snake bitten I've been from them, but that was generally because of Matt Ryan, who has now obviously screwed me several times with Indy. But Hey, I might be buying some stock in this team if they can put another win or two under their belt. Yeah, let's see a few more before you jump on in, jump on in the pool in uh, Atlanta. But 
Moving on to these next two games, I'm going to put these two in the same category. Um, The struggling better team beat the lesser, in the Dolphins' case, two quarterbacks down. And in the Panthers' case, they just never had a quarterback team. And the Rams and the Vikings. It's a fair category to put them in. Vikings beat the Dolphins 24-16. Their third-string quarterback gets hurt. And then Teddy Two Gloves comes in. And, you know, I actually thought he made – he had it. He made a throw to Waddle that could have made this a game. You know, they'd be going for the two, but Waddle just fumbled. Overall, I mean, yeah, Minnesota grinded this one out, but they got the win. Yep, uh, I think this game for both Minnesota and especially the Rams, this game couldn't have come at a better time on their schedule. Totally agree with you because when you look at the Rams, this team's not really good, man. I, I hate no. to just keep saying that, but I'm putting them the Packers and the Bucks in the same category. I mean, these are teams that we expected to just be running through their divisions and they, they really haven't. Yep. It's really only two teams that are running through their divisions and that's uh, the Eagles and the Buffalo Bills, which we'll talk about later, but the Seahawks beat the Cardinals uh, and Geno Smith, man, he is a throwback pocket quarterback. Yeah, he did use his legs a little bit more in this game, but they're fun. That defense was flying around, and Kyler Murray, what an awful game. Hey, you got to trade for Robbie Anderson, who literally got thrown out of the game by his own coaching staff the other day. He was done in Carolina. They got a sixth and a seventh for him. So now he's in Arizona because it sounds like Hollywood is out for the year. He's Uh, out for six weeks. Is it six weeks? Okay, so Hopkins is back this week. It's a uh, fracture that doesn't have to be surgically repaired, so six-ish weeks is what they say. Um, But also you have DeAndre Hopkins coming back. I don't think it really changes much. Um, Cliff Kingsbury is talking about giving up play calling, uh, you think? He should be giving. He should be talking about hopefully not giving up his job, (laughs) giving up that house that he has, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's on the line. Uh, (laughs) Seattle's a rootable team, man. They, they, you got to really, you got to just enjoy watching them play and win. And I think, you know, you see it more and more. Obviously, the toxic situation in Denver, but I think this team and Pete Carroll and a lot of those guys are just so happy to be done with Russ's bullshit. And Gino's been an awesome teammate. Uh, his whole time there. Yeah. They like playing for him. I mean, Chino really doesn't have a reputation of being a bad teammate except that one time that he got punched in the face. That was it. Yeah, and he was really young then. And just and you know what? Sometimes, you know, you just get punched in the face, you get woken up, you look you look yourself in the mirror and then by the time you're 32, you're uh you're a uh, above 500 starting quarterback in the NFL. Good for him. Um, and hey, yeah, look at Jordan Poole, he got punched in the face, and then he saw 140 million guaranteed coming this way. Yeah, well, that's a little different. Draymond's, Draymond's. I don't even, I don't know what happened, but I can tell you right now, Jordan Poole probably didn't deserve it. No, well, maybe, maybe not. But anyway, he got the bread. Maybe Gino was parlaying this uh, this good year into into some more money. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I got another tangent for Russell, Russell Wilson. He just sucks. He just sucks. He sucks as a quarterback. Uh, by all accounts, he sucks as just uh, his personality. Um, uh, listen, I'm not comparing him to, like, Jeffrey Dahmer. I, I don't think he's a he's a serial-killing bad guy, but no, he just sucks. Last week. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm so tired I know we did, of but I just this. need to keep I need to keep pounding it. I need to keep pounding the table for this. I, need, I and I'm so sick and tired of hearing last week it was his shoulder, this week it's he's playing through a significant hamstring injury. Then don't fucking play. Thank you. I'm so tired of this shit. You know, the great ones, you know, Eli Manning started every game for the Giants and he was not healthy the majority of that time. No quarterback is. But you fucking play. You take the slings and arrows if you're hurt. And there's a lot of other quarterbacks that play every fucking game. Brett Favre did it, you know, and if you don't play well, your your ass is on the line. Russell Wilson, I don't want to hear it. If you're really hurt, then don't play. And as a matter of fact, you'd be doing your team a favor by not playing. I'm curious if this is more him putting this out there or the head coach. I, I don't know. I mean, both are so both have been so equally terrible this year that you really can't you you really can't put it past either of them. Yeah. No, and, and every week for the last what, 3 4 weeks it seems like he's got another excuse and it's like I mean between this and the subway commercial and the just him in general it just it makes me feel uncomfortable. I get really bad secondhand awkwardness from it. But the Bills beat the Chiefs 24 to 20. Bills have a really good defense this year. I don't have to say anything about their offense. They, um, they're the team to beat. They really are. I'm not gonna go quite there yet, but I think that they are. I mean, every week I could change my mind. Let's not forget that they did win in Kansas City in the regular season last year on that Sunday night. So they won, obviously, on Sunday. They won last year, and they should have won that AFC divisional game. I think these two teams are literally, they're the same. They're both prolific offensively. They both have pretty good defenses. Mahomes made the one bad interception that you can't make, but you live with it because he makes so many great plays. And Josh Allen was an absolute baller in this game. I, I, I would like to watch these two teams play every single week. They're so good, and the games are so fun. Oh yeah, they are they are electric. Even though this wasn't a high scoring game, it still seemed like every play mattered. It was a lot of fun. E- Go ahead. But Sean. I kind of I was just gonna say, but I like that. Oh like, yeah, I like me the too. Fact that defenses are making plays too. Like it's not just you know forty eight forty five. Like the defenses that these two teams invested in are also making plays. No doubt about it. Um, moving on to the next game. This was the Sunday night game. Eagles beat the Cowboys twenty six to seventeen. Cooper Rush. And Ezekiel Elliott tried to make it interesting there in the uh, third quarter, but Hurts, Hurts, he's he's good, man. Yeah, that's all. I don't know how to yeah. say it any different. He's good. He made a he made a lot of very very above average plays, including that touchdown pass to Devontae Smith, which I just thought was an awesome play, and he executed it perfectly. Yeah, you're 100% right. They, uh, he is really good. They're really good. The defense is really good. They made some plays. I mean, I give Dallas some credit because it looked like this was just going to be Eagles and a wash. Uh, and they fought their way back. I mean, listen, part of the reason they were behind so so fast and so early was because Cooper Rush made some bad uh, mistakes, which he hasn't really made this year. But, yeah, man, I mean, listen – Philadelphia is the real deal, but I do give Dallas credit for fighting back in this game. But I think we can put to bed that quarterback controversy, right? Oh, yeah. Dak will be back. It's already <laughs> basically Jerry already announced it. I'm not worried about it at all. I was just kidding. <laughs> I know you were. Um, Chargers beat the Broncos in a game. I, I wish I could have that three hours back. 
What was worse, that game or the the Commanders Bears? Commanders Bears, just because I feel like the Chargers, even being decimated by injuries, just with Austin Eckler, have more talent on the field than both of those teams combined. But <laughs> it, it was a close one. Um, that was that game was just. I mean, the Broncos, and I said this to you yesterday. I understand that we don't. We both. We're both. I'm out on Staley, and you never liked him in the first place. But no, I didn't mind him in the first place. He just continues to make me dislike him as the yeah. time goes on. Well, you liked him. You disliked him a lot earlier than me, and I'm pretty much out on him now. But I mean, it says a lot the fact that the Broncos, who I know every single NFL team is hurt after the first snap is is made, there's players that are hurt, but they are for the most part healthy. Outside of their starting running back, and Latavius Murray looked pretty damn good yesterday, by the way. Outside of their starting running back, they are pretty much healthy. And the st- and the Chargers from Keenan Allen, and you know they're playing their third string center, and they're missing their first round left tackle for the rest of the year, who I think was a Pro Bowler last year and one of the best in the league. And they're missing yeah. Joey Bosa. Um, up and down the list. Their, their kicker, Hopkins, looks like he's going to miss next week, and he gutted through it and basically won them the game. The fact that I'm naming all these injuries and the fact that the Broncos, who are relatively healthy, couldn't beat the Chargers last night is an absolute travesty, and they are one of the worst teams in football. They really are. No, no, they absolutely are. Uh, you have to be an idiot if you try if you're talking yourself into them actually being okay and just dealing with this. This has been every week. I mean, have they scored more than twenty in a game? I don't. I, don't think I think I think this is. I'm going to look at their schedule because I really am curious about this. But that might have been the most points they've scored. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, they they had that one week against Vegas. That was the game they won. Uh, that might have been in the 20s, but in any event, they, they've been god awful. And I'm so, we just did our Russ rant. He fucking sucks. I don't care about the injuries. He's awful. And listen, the only team that can make up and find a way to lose to a team that seems to perpetually lose any close game that they have, that being the Chargers, is this Broncos team. Um, I don't like Brandon Staley. He's going to cost them games. The reason I hate him so much, and I'm obviously not a Charger fan, so I don't really care, but I hate coaches that are the reason that talented teams lose. You know, this is a really talented team, injuries aside. Last year they were a really talented team. They should have been in the playoffs. They had no business losing some of the games that they did, and it was all because of the arrogant, pompous decision-making by Brandon Staley. Oh, you know, we're going to be aggressive. There's a difference between being aggressive and stupid. Brian Dable's aggressive. Robert Sala this year has been aggressive. Jim Harbaugh traditionally has been aggressive, and he's been smart. He's had some tough ones this year, but generally I like Jim Harbaugh uh, or John Harbaugh. But I really think that Brandon Staley is just deciding that this is bad and he's going to go for it every time, even in – inopportune circumstances yeah he took but he has lately been taking his foot off the gas pedal i mean eventually i don't think i don't think he went for it at all yesterday no he didn't yesterday i'm just talking big picture no i know you're right but i i have the broncos scores pulled up here um first week they scored 16 points against the seahawks loss second week they scored 16 points against the against the texans won 11 points against the Niners, one. They scored 23 against the Raiders, they lost. They scored nine against the Colts, 
and this week they scored 16. So their highest points total on the year is 23. If you if somebody wants to add all those numbers up and divide them by six, I think we are, that'll give you an average. That's a little math for you there, but I'm just going to put them right at about, I don't know, it looks like 16 points a game. That's That's got to be the worst offense in the league, including Chicago. Oh no, I think I, I would say Chicago's worse, um, but they're not by much. Uh, Washington might be worse, but not by much. But listen, man, in any event, they are terrible. Um, listen to this though: like people don't want to give the Giants and Jets credit because they've been so bad for so long. Nope. I'm looking up and down this sorry. list of teams that were supposed. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Sean. They are worse. They are the worst. They are the worst. Okay, fifteen well, point two, not by you know by 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 a hair. They are fifteen point two thirty second. Chicago's fifteen point five. Okay, well there it is. Look at you doing math on the fly. I love it. Or you I didn't do math. I googled it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you did the quick calculator. I don't know. Well, in any event, I give you credit for for pulling that stat out real fast, but. I mean, I'm looking up and down these teams that were supposed to be good, that are getting all these primetime games, right? I think without any doubt, the Giants and Jets are better than all these teams. I know. I can't believe I'm saying it. As of right now, obviously things are subject to change. But I swear yeah, it the takes... Giants and Jets are legitimately good compared to these teams. For the number one market in America, which is New York, it takes so long for other people to hop onto this thing. They still make fun of the Jets and the Giants out there on the national airwaves, and they talk about the Broncos and Russell Wilson and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, when the fuck are you guys going to figure it out? Well, it manifests in the spreads. I know we're going to get to that right now. I mean, we'll recap our week six picks. But, Tom, I mean, the Giants are a three-point dog in Jacksonville, and mm-hmm. the Jets are a three-point dog in Denver. I know. Like, what the fuck? It's the national media. The only I feel like the only show that's got it figured out is Good Morning Football, and that's because they're based in New York. If these were any other teams, not named the Jets or Giants, people would be losing their shit over how good these teams are and how much young talent the Jets have and how great the Giants are. Instead, it's like, eh, they're winning with smoke and mirrors. It's really the other team not playing well as opposed to this team actually playing well. It's like, Five and one and four and two don't lie, especially in this NFL where all the really good teams that are supposed to have these records suck. I know, and it's like, yeah, you're right. They're they're either making excuses for the Jets and the Giants, or they're just not talking about them at all. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, we have to talk about the Patriots. It's like, why? Listen, I want to give the Patriots credit too, but not at the expense of the Jets and Giants. Never. That's ridiculous. All right, how do we do in Week Six? Week six, um, I went two and two, better than I thought. Um, I thought I went out and four. I was sure of it. I took the Jets. You took the Jets. I took Green Bay. You took the Jets. Oh, sorry. I took the Giants. You took the Giants. I, I, I took Green Bay. You took the Jets. We both took the Seahawks. We were good on that. Um, you took Tampa, Tampa Bay, and I took the Chiefs. I still feel good about that pick. I still think I would make yeah. that pick again. I think it's a coin flip. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how you would have seen Tampa Bay losing to the Steelers. I think you still would make that pick again. You went three and one. I went two and two. I'm twelve and eleven. You're fifteen and eight. Good job Go by ahead. you. What do you have? You. Um, let's see. Well, let's start off with the Jets. The Jets are 
making their way out to Denver, and the Broncos are favored by three. Who do you have? Oh, I have the Jets, and it's not even close. I do as well. I just I understand that they're going on the road. It really doesn't matter. After what I saw yesterday that I want those three hours back, if there is a God out there, let me get those three hours back somewhere. Um, <laughs> the, the, they can't beat the Jets. They, they can't. Tom, the Jets have four wins. Three are on the road. And two of them are in places where nobody would have given them a chance. And I know that Cleveland game was crazy, but the win's a win. They beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Obviously, that looked easy, but then Tampa couldn't do it. And they just went into Lambeau Field. That wasn't London like the Giants had. That was in Lambeau Field. I mean, there is nothing about this Broncos team that's good. Uh, I think the Jets legitimately are good. Look at the way their defense is playing. They're putting up points. They're running the ball. I I like the Jets. Give me this game all day long. As do I. Moving on to our next local game, Giants travel to Jacksonville. So there is no football in New York this week. Um, Because I think Buffalo's off as well. Yeah, no football in New York this week. Um, Giants go to Jacksonville. A little Tom Coughlin game right here. Um, Jaguars are minus three. Who do you have? I have the Giants. I mean, the Jaguars are fine, but give me the Giants. I should take the Jaguars here just to try and make up ground on you, but I feel like it's a stupid pick, and that'd be somewhat counterproductive. I'm going to have to beat you on the the, um, out-of-market games. So I'm going with the Giants as well. Yeah, I mean, Jacksonville has been competitive, as we talked about at the top, but they're not winning some of these games. They're still prone to that really bad turnover. The Giants don't turn the ball over all that much. They finally got their first interception on defense last week. And, I mean, listen, what is the home field advantage Jacksonville has? There is none. I, I mean, again, the lack of respect that the Jets and Giants got with these lines. And, listen, I'm happy to take them. Continue to make the both teams underdogs. I don't care. But, I mean, for God's sakes, 5-1 and one and 4-2, and two, and you're treating them like they're 0-5, 0-6, and 1-5. and, and, and five. Yep. Give me your uh, first out-of-market game here. Okay, I'm going to go to San Francisco or Santa Clara, wherever the fuck they play. And uh, the Chiefs are a three-point road favorite. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I know they lost last week, but I really like this team. And I did not like what I saw from San Francisco. Would you, It would not shock me if they had one of those like grinded-out games. But I think the Chiefs are really good, and they should win this game. All right. I, I like that pick. I stared at it for a while, but I just wanted to stay away from such a such a close spread. My first game, I'm taking a look over at Cleveland. Uh, from what I saw about, from the Baltimore Ravens, they can't hold a big lead. And even if they win this game, I think it's going to be close. The, the The Browns can run the ball. They have a halfway decent defense. I think they're going to be able to not stop, but be able to contain Lamar to the point where they're going to be able to keep this game close. And if not, and if it's a blowout, they're going to be able to come back just based off the fact that the Ravens cannot hold a lead. Um, so I think the Browns are going to be able to not win, but keep it within five points. Yeah, that's a good pick. All right, give me your last one. Foxborough, Monday night. Patriots host the Bears. 
I mean, I, I saw the Bears against my Giants. Pathetic. I was uh, like, just like you watched that terrible Thursday night game. They're awful. The Patriots defense is good. And if you look at the last couple weeks, Tom, they've, they've been winning blowout games. I think they're going to do it again. They're a seven and a half point favorite. Yeah, I'll, I'll happily grab that number. Bailey Zappi, Magic, the defense flying around, running games great. Chicago blows. Give me the Pats. I like that pick as well. Um, I was going to take that one, but I'm going to go against it. I got, you want to call it a sperm bank pick, whatever. I'm over the NFL this year. I already said it. Bet my first NBA game this year. Alternate spread Celtics plus six and a half. They got the dub on that one. So I'm back, baby. Every sport but the NFL, I'm a fucking sharp, so I'm not worried about it. Um, Seahawks going on the road against the L.A. Chargers. Sorry, I almost said San Diego. Six-and-a-half-point dogs. Give me dogs all across the board. I just – Chargers are decimated by injury. They were – I just watched them play. They're playing on a short week. Um Hopkins is not going to be able to play. I think that's going to affect our boy Staley's decision-making a little bit. Um, I don't know if Keenan Allen comes back, but I think maybe they're not going to be able to win, but the Seahawks are going to be able to keep it close. I love that pick. I looked at that one too. I like the Seahawks team, man. Yeah, as do I. I, I really like this uh, this Seahawks team. I think that they have a chance. Uh, you know, we were talking about them tanking for whoever, Bryce Young or the Ohio State quarterback. But, I, pff, shit, I mean, they, they might fuck around and make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the NFC is wide open. I mean, it's you got the Eagles, Cowboys, and Giants in the East. Other than that, I mean, I guess the Vikings. Other than that, do you feel good about Tampa? Do you feel good about... LA like I don't feel great about any of these teams. You very yeah. casually threw through the Giants as like a definite playoff team in there. I mean they're 5 and 1. I know. I know. And listen, oh, well. it would t- it would be a real collapse if they didn't make the playoffs. I wouldn't go that far, but I mean listen, their next 4 games are Jacksonville at Seattle actually, bye, and then Lions and Texans. And then they still have the commanders twice after that. Yeah, so. no. I mean, things are things are looking up for the Giants, and, and things are looking up for the Jets as well. You got anything else for me? No, man. I mean, listen, happy the Yankees advanced, so we got more playoff baseball to watch. Um, another week of college football. I'm trying to decide if I'm doing anything this weekend. Nothing on the docket as of right now. So I assume it's just, you know, smooth sailing the rest of the week and then see what comes my way. How about you? I got nothing for this weekend. I'll probably find my way to a golf course on Saturday. Um, Aside from that, I don't know. Sundays used to be reserved for football. I don't even, I don't know. I I don't know if I'm going to watch this week. Oh, you have to watch your Jets. What are you doing? Sure, I'll watch my Jets, but aside from that, am I going to have two screens going on red zone and all this blah, blah, blah? I mean, so I just look up. I, I Listen, I'm the big dogs are coming back. We won this past week, and things are rounding into form, but outside of that, there's really no reason to watch football for me because I'm, I'm not gambling on it this week. I won't do it. <laughs> you sound so scarred. Dude, there's another 10 weeks of this. Another 10 weeks for me to lose what? On average... 
you know, a couple hundred dollars a week, a hundred dollars last week, and then you multiply that by 10, Sean, that doesn't feel very good. I'm not telling you to bet all the time, although I guess you can't distinguish between the two. You're, you are the definition of all in. Well, to be honest, for me, and I was talking to my buddies about this because now our new thing is they come over every Friday that Michaela works and we bet on we bet on horse racing from my couch. <laughs> um, it's fucking... You're such a degenerate. It's electric. It really is. Um, you know, I can't watch sports anymore if, if, if I don't have some skin in the game. If it's not a fantasy team that I care about, uh, a sport like a Yankees, I can watch because I'm rooting for them or, or I have a bet on the game. Like, I really don't know how you do it. Like, I don't know how you watch these games that there's no reason for me to be watching at all other than liking the game. And I think gambling really, like, tainted that for me because I used to be able to do it before I gambled where I could watch a game just to watch it and enjoy it and whatever and develop an opinion. Now, it's uh, aside from doing it for this podcast, I can't watch a game unless I've got some action on it. I mean, I don't totally... I don't totally think that's bad because you got to keep in mind, like, you know, March Madness, I have never watched without doing a pool, right? So I've always had some money in that where I'm watching games I otherwise wouldn't care about. And until I'm officially out and that's the final four or eight anyway, I'm all in. And the NFL, I still do the pickums every week. So, like, there is the chance that if I have a really great week, I'm winning some money in the pool. So, like, I'm not completely just watching for the shit of it. Uh, I'm not gambling on every game or on certain plays or outcomes or what have you. But, I mean, I'm doing I'm doing all that shit, so I am putting some some capital on it. I just I find it I find it fun, but I'm also never been a gambler, so. Yeah, no, and I, this isn't this isn't just a me thing because all my friends that I've oh, asked no, agree with me. They no, all say, "Yeah, gambling kind of ruined it." You know. I was going to say you in a large population. I mean, listen, legalized gambling is awesome because it's great for taxes. It's great for doing a lot of different shit. But it, it has also now opened up the portal for it to be very difficult to casually watch a game. Uh, because obviously you you want to have something riding on it. Yeah, it's just it doesn't. I, I'd rather watch a show I'm interested in, or play golf, or or do something else than watch Thursday night football. Um, which I'm not going to bet on. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't bet on the the Commanders versus the Bears. No, but also I'll say this: I don't know how you you know just to flip it around. I don't know how you gamble on you know, random baseball games in June or on random NBA games in November, December. Like that's that's the whole point. It just, it gives me, it gives me the juice. I mean, it's like if I see an edge where it's like, you know, they, FanDuel fucked up the number for how many strikeouts, um, this pitcher has because I mean they always get like they'll get like your Max Scherzer's or whatever right because they'll just go way over because they know that he's a high K guy for example or one of those guys but you know if there's a if there's a not well-known pitcher like I remember this guy Brew Baker on the on the Pirates he was striking out like eight guys a game he was up to it and and FanDuel hadn't caught up to it and his number was like four for like four starts in a row and they were high K teams. Like we're talking the angels or whatever they were facing. And I was just hammering that. And that's, that's just how I get like, I, do you think I would watch like an angels pirates game otherwise? 
No. no I'm, just, I, I'm surprised that, you know, that with everything else going on or whatever, like, I wouldn't even want to watch, even if I had money, some money on it. Like, Oh, you got to see the ball go through the hoop, though. Well, That's the, the thing. Of course you do, but I, I would just be like, is it worth it or not? To me, I would just be like, I don't feel like watching this game. So even if I could put a little bit of money on it, I don't feel like watching this fucking game. Um, but that's the, that's the difference between you and I, which I think is what makes this pod great. Yeah, I guess you can watch a bunch of games that just are wet noodles, and me, I can't. Well, not really, because, again, it depends on the sport. Like, baseball, I can't. I can't watch a regular season game if it's not the Yankees. Maybe occasionally the Mets uh, if it's a big game, but it, I, it's just hard. And in the NBA, for the first couple months, I'll watch some of that Thursday night TNT or something like that. But I'm really just watching the Nets until you know we get closer to the playoff time. But in football, I can watch every game because it's only once a week, both college and pro. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm honestly at the point now where I can't even do that yeah, unless there's well, some juice on it. But I'm so bad at gambling the NFL that I'm honestly forcing myself to watch these games at this point. Yeah, well, these teams have just been – it has been an impossible week. It's been an impossible year, rather, because – Teams that were supposed to be good aren't. Teams that were supposed to be awful are actually pretty decent. And then you've also got teams that just week to week. I mean, Tom, we just laid down. I know there was like four teams on by, but like you could have named any of those games and you could tell me that they scored 25 points or they scored two. And I'd be like, yeah, I kind of believe either one. Yeah, no, I know. This year is very different. I'm waiting for midseason where somebody really smart explains to me why the league is so different this year. Well, we're we're approaching that point now where any opinion you had about a team heading into the season has to be gone. Like you can no longer be betting or picking like Green Bay, the Rams, the Broncos, like the Bucks. Like you can't be betting any of these teams thinking about what they should have been or what what last year or two years ago were because. It's like those sample sizes adding up that they're not those teams. Yeah, no no doubt. Well, we got a game one tomorrow, tie on against probably who? Who's pitching? Verlander. Verlander figures. Um, and that is in Houston. Yes, sir. So the Yankees are probably on a plane as we speak. It better be. <laughs> Yeah, no, so go Yankees. Let's hope that they can figure out a way to get this dub. And go Padres. Let's let's avoid that recession. Anything to avoid a recession. Tom, great podcasting this week, and uh, we will be back next week with some Yankee takes and another week of football under the belt. I might have to drive the bus if you're not watching any of it. No, no, no. I'm going to watch it for the sake of the pod. That and fantasy football are pretty much the only things that keep me going, but I'm going to suck it up, man. I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'm going to suck it up. Big Friday night coming, though. The ponies are going to be running. <laughs> and go big dogs. Yes, go big dogs and go Yankees. There we go. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.